nipples are raw. Yeah. Oh, that is just vulgar, Greg Bishop. Yeah, wait, hit that again, hit that again. Hit that again. My nipples are raw. Yeah, that's a new club hit. Yeah. If not, not G-Bish, that's G -Bish. what he calls himself. It nipples. My nipples are raw. Yeah, nipples My are raw. Nipples. Okay. Yeah, nips are raw. That's that's his new one. And take us out, Bishop. Take us out. Where are we? Um... Yeah, G-Bish. What hobby are you into? Good morning. I like to choke my chicken. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, we love we love Greg Bishop. Nips. G-Bish. With <laughs> nips are raw. That's nips what you're hearing. Raw. As, as you maybe mm. can tell. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not Jim Leach, mm. nor is uh, Mike no, Winmacher over I'm, there. I'm not either. I just but, came in from the newsroom for this Dynamite G-Bish remix. Oh, yes, absolutely. Nips are raw. <laughs> this They're going to bang this in the clubs this weekend. This Go is, to the DJ and be like, I want to hear the new G-Bish joint, Nips are raw. If this... If this is not what you were expecting on a uh, Thursday, I, I believe so. it is afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Please, someone, by the way, Hero of the Week tomorrow, call in and vote for the person who remixed G. Bish's Nips Are Raw. Yeah. That'll blow his mind. He'll have no idea. He'll be like, what please, are you talking about? But please call in Please tomorrow. do that. Uh, it Inundate is... him with the Nips Are Raw <laughs> G. Bish remix, yes. please. It is the afternoon news uh, normally with Jim Leach, Sands Jim Leach, myself, Kevin Hart. Mike, Mike Winmacher. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, and we're, uh, we're 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 talking to you for a couple hours of some fun and some interesting discussion. What? Yes. Fun and discussion. I hope no. so. Not on the radio. I How least, dare you? How I dare hope you, so. Kevin Hart. But I tell you what, um, you know, there's something that is uh, has has now made national news, um, which started here in Springfield, and I want to uh, talk about it a little bit. I've conquered that overambitious rat inside. That's Charles Nelson Riley and How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. But uh, you'll notice there it says conquer that overambitious rat, and uh, that was a really horrible way to pigeonhole in the word rat into our discussion about the rat in front of the Stobb funeral home. That whole thing, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. I was I was discussing this with someone who came in the building earlier today. Yeah. And the whole thing of this story, there to me there is no hero in it. <laughs> there there's 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 you know different ways to look at it in both sides. I mean, full disclosure, my old man for years uh, back in Aurora where I grew up, he was the the head of the Aurora Police Union, yeah. okay? So, I I I'm a, I'm a pro union individual. But there's a time and a place for an inflatable rat That's... to be to be put up and the time and place is whether you have a beef with it or not, right? You can you can write an op-ed or put out an ad but that is still a place where when people go, they're not at their best. Yeah, and, and honestly, you know, I think that's the sentiment a lot of people are having is that, you know, there's people who say, look, support the right to, you know, for the union to protest, you know, even put up the big shame on you that they like to, you know, put up there. That's fine. Um, and, you know, they have the legal right to have that rat up there. And it is, you know, destruction of property or whatever if you damage it. But, I mean, morally... Like, you're going to put a giant rat in front of a funeral home? Like, really? Do you not know how to read the room? Right. There's like, that. And then at the same token, it's like for those to be like, all right, who you know, when the, the employee came out and stabbed the rat, like, ah, oh, take that. It's, it is still destruction of property. Like, whether yeah. you like the Le rat or not. It, it, Legally, it's, that's destruction of property. Yeah. But I will say, I think uh, a lot of people are, and in front I've seen on Facebook and other places, um, a lot of people have actually been on her side on this saying, like, yeah, why is the rat, you know. Well, like I said, 217-629-7970, yes. want to hear from you. That's the thing I struggle with. And and once again, it is, and this is just, just so happens to be the 
the size of town in which we live in, yeah. we are not making national news unless it's for something completely asinine. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just let's just face facts, right? For all those people, they're just like, oh, this is a blight. This is this is this is this is our lot in life. Yeah. Right. Being the size of town that Springfield is, it's the lot in life that the only way we're making national news is for asinine stuff. Yeah. You are on WMAY. Hello. Hey. You know, so I, I guess where my mindset is on this thing, I, I don't understand. You know, like if if I don't want to do business with you today as yeah. WMA White, if you sue me or you protest me or you throw up a big rat, is that going to make me suddenly want to do business with you? I just don't understand the philosophy that this union is is applying here. I, I just don't think – I don't know how they ever thought there could have been a good outcome from that. Yeah, I think what their approach is more of they don't want to look at it as, as they're the – they want you to, as a person driving by, and be like, oh – the place that they're protesting doesn't isn't pro-union. So yeah. they want to guilt the business by putting that rat out there. I don't think they've fully thought it through in this instance, though. The the funeral home is not an outback steakhouse. Yeah. You know, they, they I think they, I don't know that it was the same union, but I've seen that uh, scabby the rat. It was out at Prairie State Bank. I'll give them a plug. What a great bank. It was out there for about a year. And, you know, I'm not pro-union or anti-union, but I can tell you when I see things like that, especially this one at Staub Funeral Home, the Staub family is one of the most upstanding families in the city of Springfield, Illinois. There's, I can't think of a family outside of maybe the Buns who have done more for the city of Springfield, and never have I wanted to do business more. I don't want to have to die to do it, but <laughs> I, you know, exactly. I, I've never wanted to do business with a company more. And in closing, let me say, I don't know which one of you it was a minute ago that was talking about your old man. Yeah. Please, have some respect. That's your father. It's your dad. It's not your old man. No, it's my old man. He liked when I called it. He's been gone for six years. And he was, He's he your was father. Cool. He was cool with it. But thank you. All right. Thank you for telling yeah, me. thank you. I appreciate the phone call. And thank yes. you for telling me how I need to talk yeah. to my parents. How dare I mean, you, it was Mike? A loving term. It was a loving term. Yeah. But I appreciate the phone we call. appreciate the, the phone call. Yeah. Yes, the sentiment, absolutely. Uh, hello, you're on WMAY. Hello? Going once, going twice. All right. Uh, try again sometime. We would like to hear from you if you can uh, get on. And I, but I understood that caller's point before he, before he started saying what I should or shouldn't say to my father, who yeah. has long since passed. I see his point of there is a time and a place. And I, it, they did not read the room. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that, that may be their M.O. And for some people, like that caller... It works in the opposite way. Yeah. When they see that, then they're they're more inclined maybe to do the business with someone than than not. It yeah. was just it was just bad. It was bad optics all the way around uh, yeah. in this particular situation. It wasn't thought through, and I get it. I mean, when you're stop, I understand the frustration because. It's a solemn place. When people are grieving the loss of their loved ones, they don't want to see a giant rat named Scabby. I no. mean, so that's that's you know it's you know that it, it's it's an odd situation all around. Uh, uh, one more quickly before we go to break. Hello, you're on WMAY. Uh, yeah, real quick point. You wonder if the rat was union made. I would think it would be hard to get a union made rat. But the other thing is, I think the funeral homes for the most part can afford the union roofers because I've had them with my mom say well you need the vault or whatever because you don't want your mom getting eaten by bugs do you but the other thing is i remember years ago a guy got arrested for selling caskets uh not through a funeral director in kentucky and i really believe if you want to uh, go get one at wally world or dollar general you should be able to it shouldn't be 
through the licensed funeral directors because that's the biggest monopoly in the country. Well, um, I, I appreciate the phone call there. Um, BYOC. BYOC. Come in and bring your own coffin. Where can I get one of these Dollar General coffins? Dude, that's amazing. I know Is it you, built out of plastic? I know there's the Kiss coffin that you can get online. What's that? The Kiss coffin? The band Kiss. They have their own oh, coffin. So oh, that's for, fun. For members of the Kiss Army, if you, you can get your Kiss coffin, and I think one of the things is like uh, it's when it opens up, it's like a Gene Simmons' uh, mask, and like th there's like the tongue is the inside. Tongue? Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so if, I you like want, that. if you want a Kiss coffin, you can get a Kiss coffin. And we're not disputing that they may or may not have been able to afford. That, that's, that's, not, that's not the point. That's, that's not what we're talking about. That, that's not what we're getting into. It's just... The just the ridiculousness of it all, and the fact that now this has made it to national news. Yeah, so many great like uplifting stories come out of Springfield, and this is the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. National yeah. news. Yeah, this is but, the one. His national news. I mean, well, you know, you can't control that though. I mean, it's th that scabby. sort of things. R.I.P. Scabby. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, Scabby. So that's uh. I, I think that's a good uh good way to segue into the into the weather. <laughs> Yesterday is a hard word for me. We'll make it easy, though. That's definitely why. So I know exactly what he would never, ever karaoke. That's true. That's right. The background is pretty loud there. It is. It is quite say, a bit. There we go. There we are. That's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry about that. That's all right. Well, we, On the ones and twos, it's it's Kevin Hart. That's me. That's me. That's me, of course. Uh, we have a couple of minutes here before news, but uh, I wanted to talk about something that uh, somebody called in and um, uh, thought they knew more than you did. And uh, No, no, I, I understood the situation at, at hand there. Uh, I mean, 217-629-797. I know we're up against news here quickly, but... The, the gentleman wanted me to put more respect on my father's name, but the, every family has different dynamics yeah. of of what a what you call your mom or dad or whatever. Some people say pa, pops, whatever it may yeah. be. Uh, what are some of the you know names? Because my dad was fine. I I would be in front of him and be like, eh, the old man over here. You know, it, it was one of those things where you kind of give each other. Grief. Of that, that, that was kind of my family dynamic, right? Yeah. If you if you weren't kind of, I don't know if I can say the term, but busting someone's undercarriage, right? I guess that's busting a nice their chops. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we said different things. Yeah. Then <laughs> then then that wasn't that was a show of a sign of like respect. If you weren't doing that, it meant oh crap, what did I do to upset dad that he's not you know yeah, busting like, my chops like that, father. Yeah, I mean, so that's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so, uh, you guys, uh, different names you called your dad or anything like that. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy is the phone number. You're on WMAY. Hi, uh, the lady from uh, Stop Funeral Home. I definitely think the charges should be dropped. That rat deserved to get stabbed. Hey, oh, <laughs> there we go. Right, there we go. Got one. All right, All right. there we Funny go. Guy. Yeah, Funny we guy. love it. 
We love it. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, to his point, I don't know if it's a, I mean, I understand this charges and, you know, destruction of property. I don't know if it goes to the extended jail time, but probably a fine. I mean, definitely a fine. I mean, it's, you're you're destroying somebody's property. You probably have to pay for it. I will say before we go to news, Kev, before I have to do the news, Kev, yeah, let me just uh, get my news ready here. I will say there was one time, I I took one step, like my dad was pretty understanding of most things, like pops, old man, whatever I make. There was one time I came home from a, a baseball practice and uh, had been listening to Cypress Hill on the way home. Yeah. And I came in and called my dad the Funky Buddha. <laughs> uh, that was a step too far. Yeah. And even I knew it as it came out of You ever have that situation with your parents, Kev, where you where something comes out of your mouth and immediately once the last syllable hits yeah. and you go... In your mind, you immediately go, that was a dumb idea. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was... And, that, and that's immediately... the da- My dad looked at me and said, Funky Buddha, huh? Call me that again, and you won't be living under this roof. So <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah, I think mine was the first time I swore in front of my dad. I was like, Ugh. And I was little. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, sometimes you don't know any better. You but, don't know, but, but I knew I knew better. But I was, you know, you're young, and you try to push the boundaries. Funky Buddha was the boundaries. Yeah. Old man was okay. Funky Buddha, not so much. All right, well, completely understandable, I would say. Uh, it is the afternoon news with Jim Leach, Sands Jim Leach. Are the movies back? <laughs> you tell me. I think so. <clears throat> it's got a beat. Yeah. I didn't realize Jim had it down like the club in the afternoon news. Yeah. I didn't know he made it pop like that. Pop it. Puppy popping, man. Popping over Dropping here. some beats on y'all. Yeah. You can see I'm doing a little... Uh... Someone is listening right now in their car, and they're like... They're at a stoplight, and they're like, man, this station bumping. What, a bit, what is it? Oh, it's WMAY. Oh, yeah, this is bumping. <laughs> we, we, we have all the hits. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And he said, I'll meet you outside. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for his three wait. guys in straight racers. Wait, wait a second. Not was, a joke. Was Corn Pop the original Kiss Me Outside Havada? I guess. I think Corn Pop was. That's I what had, I just found out. 11 seconds. I had to edit that down from 45 seconds, by the way. Wow, good job on you. Good job. <laughs> Uh, By the way, it is the afternoon news. Uh, no Jim Leach. Jim Leach. It is Mike Wimacher. And Kevin Hart uh, filling in uh, for these two hours. You can uh, join us and uh, discuss what we're discussing or listen and have a little bit of fun for, 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 for a little a bit of time yeah. for a change. Well, Jim's show is fun, but we're having we're having all sorts of fun here. So hope you are, too. I hope you are, too. But, um, you know, speaking of editing things down, uh, a, a common complaint with movies, you know, they, they could have edited this out. They could have made it shorter, whatever. At least I do. I mean, you know me. I'm like, keep yeah, these movies short. Yeah, yeah. You want, like, a 60-minute movie. I don't <laughs> care if it's three hours as long as it's entertaining me. That's all I care about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was I was thinking about this the other day because I watched a truly horrible movie a couple weeks ago, and it's probably one of my – it's probably now my least favorite movie. And I was thinking about what some of the worst – movies I've seen are and what some of the worst recent movies um I can tell you right now the movie I watched was Toxic Avenger 4 Citizen Toxie what were you expect what were you expecting Kevin uh, I was expecting Kev what were you expecting Toxic Avenger now the first Toxic Avenger is made to be B movie and to be so bad it's good and that's fine and that movie is all right uh, the first scene in Citizen Toxie is um, a school shooting, and it's a school full of disabled kids, and they're getting shot at. And I'm like, what has what does this again, have to be in the movie? Once <laughs> again, I refer to you're walk, walking, watching the Toxic Avenger 4. Okay, but 
What did you expect? Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. What's the worst movie you've seen? Yeah, what's the worst movie? And you've why seen? is Kevin complaining about the quality of Toxic Avenger Four? I don't. I didn't. That'd be like, like it. me going to me going to Jackass Five and be like, the first scene was him shoving a car up his rectal area. Well, how you, dare they? Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm going to see Jackass. I know I'm Jackass not going. Jackass has a point, though. I know I'm not going to see cinema gold there, right? I'm going to be just entertained. Was, I never understand the people. It was just a weird. I, I, I didn't like. No, I, I love horrible movies. You okay. know I do. Okay. That movie, it was just. There's there's so much of it that was like. Like, because, cause, you know, there, there's offensive humor. There's gross out humor. There was just a lot of really awful, mean spirited humor in this that was just unnecessary. That's the way. That, that has not aged well because, um, as we were talking about, I actually talked about this with my friend Max. We do a, our own podcast sort oh, of outside of the, the bell. radio station. Yeah, I was going to say, ding, ding. Yeah. Give yourself ding, a shameless ding. plug there. Yeah, it's called Too Bad to Watch with the number two however um uh yeah we were talking about we're like it came out in 2000 which is like south park and when there was like a lot of really edgy comedy people were trying comedy quote unquote. uh so but that is one of my least favorite movies i've seen um i i pulled up a list here and i i tried to make it not one of the big websites that would have these lists of the worst movies of 2021 okay i'm not gonna go 2021 but 217-629-7970 if you want to join in the conversation what's the worst movie you've seen that after you watch it immediately regretted it or didn't even make it through because yeah. there's one it's rare for me like even at the worst i'll, t- I'll try to tough it out but i yeah. will try to tough it out to see where it goes like case in point uh this isn't the worst one i've seen but case in point on toughing out a movie okay just not that into you he's just not that into you right that movie yeah. terrible terrible objecting terrible we rented it the wife the wife and i rented it and she fell asleep during it so i had a get out of jail free card at that yeah. point right I ended up going. No, I had to see how the, how bad this thing ends. Like I yeah. like I stuck it out through. He's just not on it to you. Yeah. So there is a high bar for me to turn you off and be like, I'm done with this. Yeah. The movie, the one movie that I did that with, and I still to this day have not seen the end of it, is Dinner for Schmucks. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about like just like mean spirited humor. Yeah. That that movie wallowed in it, and it and the, the 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 sad fact is, it's got Paul Rudd, it's got Steve Carell, it's got Zach Galifianakis, all talented dudes that I find pretty funny. Yeah, T- it, together is just bad. It was just a bad movie, and so that is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. A close second would be Cloverfield, the original uh, Cloverfield. The, really, the original Cloverfield. You didn't and like not, that? I didn't mind it. It was so much that my wife hated it. And we even went and saw it the, like, when we saw the Dollar Theater yeah. over at the mall. And even she was like, you've paid too much for this. <laughs> you know what? One of the sequels, uh, the one where they're underground, um, Cloverfield Lane, that's actually a really good one. Okay. Um, Anything with yeah. Cloverfield in it, never going to be able to get my wife to see again. You know Because she hated that the the first one so I, much. I, I I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame her on that one. 629-797 is the phone number. Would you like to get a crack at one of these worst movies of 2021? Or what's your fa- uh, least favorite movie you've seen? Okay, my least favorite. Remember Speed Two? Speed Two. Yeah, oh, yeah. Speed Two is awful. Sandra Bullock hopes we don't, but we do, <laughs> Sandy. We do. Uh, that's the worst movie of the '90s. I mean, seriously, why come out with that movie? I, but yeah, it's on a boat. This yeah, time. I mean, it's a cruise ship. We, cruise <laughs> ships don't fly through the water that fast to begin with, and then to make it, it, it was bad. No, You're Will, right. Willem Dafoe's mugging the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Appreciate that. Unless you're, unless it's GTA, I can see. Right, but. right, right. <laughs> I pre- appreciate the phone yeah. call. Yeah, speed two is one that everybody would like to forget. Yes, I'm sure. Did you, um, did you want to add? What do you think? One of, okay. No, I don't. I don't think anybody. He, he didn't want. He 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 said speed two, and he's like, look, I don't, I don't want to talk about any more bad movies. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I don't really know. Like, it's weird to ju- to gauge the worst movies of 2020, 2021, because so little amount of them were in theaters Yeah, that I, I think it's hard to... And I think there's so many movies now with Netflix and all the streaming services, it's hard to do a list of a particular year saying that, oh, that I can't believe that's yeah. it. Because I doubt anyone has seen many of these particular N- no. films. No, and I, I mean, I that's I picked um, I picked an article that wasn't like a like a ranker or an IGN or something that everyone knows. Um, I, I, I look, I'm looking at some of these from last year. I can attest to this one. Dear Evan Hansen was pretty bad. Um, that, that was... Um, I was going to say, I would be interested, you know, 217-629-7970, what's the worst movie you've seen or if you want to chime in. But yeah. I wonder how many of, of this list of, if you went through the whole wor- list of the worst of 2021, that anybody would really have a point of reference on. You know, and, you know that's that's, that's also that, something, that's too, That's the I big, guess. big part. 629-7970, uh, uh, you're on the air. Worst movie you've seen or your least favorite? Worst movie I've ever seen has been The Crow years ago. The wife and I went what? to go see it. Which it one? Was which horrible. Which one? Which crow? The original? The original's the good. The original Crow. I'm not talking to you. Next caller. Oh, the original uh, Crow is fine. I will give, <laughs> I will, in this man, in the, yeah. in the caller's defense, the original Crow I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. It's not for everybody. No, but it's the not. subsequent Crow movies were awful. No, they anything were, they were after bad. number one was terrible. I'm going to assume he was talking about them because I'm, ta- I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about the one with Kristen Dunst. Maybe <laughs> you're on WMAY. Hello. Hey, worst movie ever had all the A-liners, had all the big the big stars in it, and I'm assuming the end of it was as bad as the beginning. But the Royal Tannenbaum. The Royal Tannenbaum. Yeah, Wes Anderson Ooh, yeah. is a definite acquired taste. He gets a lot of great actors and actresses, but boy, it's sometimes you hard got, to sit through. You gotta, yeah, you oh, gotta. Oh dear lord! Oh dear lord! <laughs> I can only assume the end was as bad as the beginning. I, oh, yeah, boy, I appreciate the phone call. The Royal Tenenbaums one was the one with like Stiller and Luke Wilson and Gwyneth Paltrow, so, and they had yeah. to like like they were tennis players, but they weren't tennis. It was that. It, it, I mean, it's Wes Anderson. It's, I mean, you you have to be. The, I mean, you're right. You have to be in the mood to watch his like like like. It's weirdly quirky. framed movies like, oh, wow, the killer's coming into our house. You know, like, the, there, there's a that, great that, that, SNL that, that, skit. Yeah, you were quoting yeah. that SNL skit there. <laughs> With Owen Wilson. And he gets all these, and no, if it's maybe your cup of tea. It's just never been mine. It's just, it's almost too quirky for me, which is saying a lot because I like weird, obscure humor like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, yeah. Like, I went and saw that movie in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't have a point of reference on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, it is a, an entire, like, cartoon built on basically a talking meatball, fries, and a shake. And the animation is um, about as cheap as you can expect. Yes. Um, but... We love it. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I Carl mean, is fantastic. Yeah, look, no, look up the best of Carl on YouTube from yeah. Marketing Hunger Force. Yeah. Uh, some other ones in this uh, list. Music. 
which is um, this is from 2021. Uh, Sia, the uh, singer, the she chandelier girl, yeah, lady yeah. party. Yeah, it's called music, and I think the biggest thing was um, there was a girl with autism, and she played her like very, very stereotypically, and it was this whole like like well, when she's listening to music, she's really like the, you know, it's like it, it was just like a really uncomfortable for. A I lot know you're of gonna hate this when I say it, Kev, but a lot of musicals are not great. Well, that's uh, your opinion, but. Uh, <laughs> Six third film goes. So if, yeah, it, the they, film version. They don't translate to film uh, sometimes very well. Six two nine seven nine seven is the phone number. You're on WMAY. Y'all ever seen Trailer Park Shark? Trailer Park Shark? No, no but that That's, sounds that sounds like something would be on Sci-Fi Channel at like one a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> there we go. All right. Was it was yeah, it was it was it before or after Sharknado? Uh, it was during the Sharknado okay. run. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it. Uh, I tell you, Google it, and it, it's it's so bad, it's good. Okay. And and yeah, it's just I. You sit there with your mouth open, going, "What just happened? And why? And but yeah, it, it it's a bad, 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 bad movie, but it's kind of a must. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Trailer Park okay. Shark. Trailer. Thank you very yeah. much for thank the you, phone thank call. Thank you so much. Holy grits. Holy grits. That's Holy uh, grits indeed. You may be thinking, I'm getting an extra hour of Frank tonight. No, you're not. See, it gets the Frank McGill. Frank's giving the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like a little Joe Tex? Yeah. If you uh, are familiar with the Mike and Molson show, which, by the way, you plugged your podcast. Please plug yours. The uh, Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, a new episode will drop again tomorrow evening. You can find it wherever you find all your podcasts. Just search the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. And we used to love ourselves from Joe Tex. This song is Ain't Gonna Bump No More With No Big Fat Woman mm. is uh, the name of the song. By the way, the plug for the podcast there. Of course, there. please. We love Mike So 217-629-7970. I'm Mike Wimacher. I'm Kevin Hart. We are in for Jim Leach this afternoon on the uh, Springfield Afternoon News. And I found something earlier today. I, I did not realize this. The, the amount of years I've been... In this particular business, I've been to talk radio. I've done, you know, I still dabble over on uh, QLZ as well. Yeah. And so I've been in music radio for a long time as well. I didn't realize that only 29 albums, like full albums in history, have sold more than 15 million copies. Oh, wow. And I actually have the entire list. So 217-629-7970, we were talking about the worst of films right. at the end of last hour. We will now talk about the best. Now, I say the best in music, but just because something sells a lot of copies oh, yeah. doesn't inherently mean it's super good. No. It just means it's very popular. And throughout the going through the list, the usual suspects are there, but there are some outliers. And I don't know, to be honest with you, Kevin, how many of the acts we have coming up now will ever sell... 15 million albums because I don't think making albums is what artists do anymore. They make singles and release it because it's such a quick consumer driven 
market now of like I need to be top of mind all the time. Yeah. They don't take the time to put together full albums as much. Anymore. However, uh, some artists still do. Um, yeah. And they uh, and there's I mean a lot of that is uh, you know they they mark you know sort of digital downloads now as that could be. right because right. I think there are some I mean there are some are like I think I don't know if any of Beyonce's stuff is on there but I know she is. But a lot of close. times that's just like single songs though too. That's it's true. not it's not full albums per se. But two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy is the phone number. Just joining us, uh, we're going through now the 29 albums. Only 29, and think about that too. In the vast history of music, only 29 have sold 15 million copies. So, if you want to take a run at uh, what you think may be on this list, at two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Like I said, there are certain artists on here that you know for certain, right? That are going to be that are going to be on there, and you can't guess. I'm not Kev, guessing because I can see them, and I'm like, yeah. But there's some outliers here. For instance, here's one I don't think anyone would have ever guessed that would have been one of the 29 at all time of music to sell 15 million copies. Come on over by Shania Twain. Yeah. It was certified 20 times, but so it sold 20 million copies. It was certified yeah. that on November 15, 2004. Now, I'm not saying she wasn't a talented artist, but that is an anomaly with the rest of I the will say, groupings. Growing up, Shania Twain was huge. So she was I can one of those see first her big crossover artists, yeah, right? No, that don't was... impress me much. Uh, I, I don't know. Didn't she have one song that was like uh, one that was at a. Still the one I love. Yeah. That's right. That was used at a lot of people's weddings at yeah. that time. So that's one of the outliers. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. If you'd like to guess what may be uh, one of these 29 albums that have sold 15 million copies all time. I'm trying to find some of the other outliers here. This one kind of threw me off. But once again, the song. there was one huge song, and it was... The movie in and of itself was a movie that everybody's mom watched. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's mom loved. But this, the, this used to be on TV all the time, like the all the time. Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah, is one of the twenty nine, and it's all spurned on by "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, eighteen million copies were sold of that album. Yeah, hard to believe. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Hi, you on WMAY? Uh, Prince Purple Rain. That is a great guess, but Prince Purple Rain is not on this list, I which is seen the whole, shocking to me. I haven't seen me. the whole list. I would have guessed that. Yeah, that's that's shocking to me. 217-629-7970. Just tuning in, we're going over the 29 albums, the only 29 albums in the history of music that sold 15 million copies. Uh, and we're kind of oh. going over the out, uh, the outliers. We s talked about Shania Twain being one. The Bodyguard soundtrack was another outlier to me. Uh, there's another one before we get to the phones real quick. This one, he's a popular artist, but never in a million years would the Steve Miller Band's greatest hits be one of the 29 that I thought ever sold 15 million copies. Yeah, popular, but I wouldn't know it'd be on the list. I mean, big old Jet Airline, I know some people call me Maurice, because I speak yeah. of the pompous love. That, that, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to slight Steve Miller Band, but in the history of music, I don't feel like Steve Miller Band is that one where I go, yeah, that's a guy that sold 15 million yeah. albums. Hi, you're on WMAY. What about Metallica? You are correct. Yes, Metallica's Black Album is on the list. It is one of the 29 that sold uh, more than 15 million, and it's actually 16 times platinum, but it took till 2012 to get it to 16 oh, wow. million. 
And I, I saw a documentary about a week ago on it. That's the only reason. <laughs> hey, oh, there you go. Hey, appreciate the phone call. 217-629-7970. And see, documentaries can learn you yes. something. You can get a correct answer on a radio show that maybe a few people listen to. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. What about ACDC's Back in Black? Yep. That is also on the list. Appreciate the phone call. Let me scroll down here. There it is. Back in Black from ACDC. Actually, a 25 million copy sold. That's amazing. That's as of December 6, 2019. So Back in Black is one of the 29 albums of all time that has got to the 15 million sold plateau. Hi, you're on WMAY. I'm going Supernatural, Carlos Santana. Yeah. Look at, yeah, that I thought was an outlier. Great call. I thought that That's was an outlier, album. but, oh, God, really? No, I love Santana, but anyways, oh, yeah. Oh, if I never hear Smooth again in my life, <laughs> I will be a happy man. Oh. But, yeah, Supernatural by Santana, 15-time platinum as of December 10th, 2003. A great artist, but a terrible... That smooth song drive me nuts. Maybe I just have a disdain for Rob Thomas. Hi, you're on WMAY. Dark Side of the Moon. Yes, Dark Side of the Moon, also on there. Did you ever do the thing with the uh, Alice in Wonderland? Did you sync it up ever? Did you get that to work? I think that was Wizard of Oz. Uh, Or Wizard of Oz. uh, Hey, how about the Eagles' greatest hits? That's also on the list. Appreciate the phone call. Two for two there. Yeah, those are the ones that you would expect, right? Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, you expect. That's 15 times platinum as of June 4th, 1998. So that's when it got to the 15 million. The Eagles, good, bad, and different. I know Johnny Molson would hate the (laughs) fact that they've got that kind of success but uh, looking at the list it's not just their greatest hits which is a 38 time platinum 38 million it's ubiquitous the eagles are not that good (laughs) it's ubiquitous like you look through someone's cd collection and looking at that number that means a good chance someone's going to own the eagles greatest hits yeah but the eagles also on the list from hotel california okay well they show up on it twice that's a 26 time platinum that's 26 million everyone knows of the eagles california but yeah Yeah, exactly 217-629-7970 take a couple more phone calls hi you're on wmay how about Michael Jackson's Thriller? Thriller. Yes, Thriller. He made it does thriller. make a list. He thriller. made Thriller. Yeah, Thriller, that is 34 times yeah. platinum. 34 million. 217-629-7970. Hi, you're on WMAY. Led Zeppelin 4. Led Zeppelin, yes. Yes, it is right there. Led yep. Zeppelin 4 is on the list. And they're another, they show up a couple times as a well. Appreciate the phone call. It's not only this Led Zeppelin 4. Also, in this 29 albums uh, to ever make it to 15 million, I want to say there's another another Zeppelin up here. Physical Graffiti also makes it. Uh, We'll take one more phone call. I know we're getting close to a break here. Hi, you're on WMAY. How about Billy Joel? Yes, Billy Joel also makes it for, I think, just his greatest hits, though. Yes, Greatest Hits Volume 1 and Volume 2 by Billy Joel, 23 times. So we're hitting them out of the park. Everyone's doing fantastic. You're getting all the ones. The one that that people, the band that people haven't brought up yet, which I'm shocked, the Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles have two on here, uh, their greatest hits. Uh, Pink Floyd appearing twice with The Wall as well as Dark Side of the Moon. Here's some of the other ones that may shock you. Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Jagged Little Pill, I think, in recent years has really picked up steam. But it was also in its time. I know it was before your time. But it was an anthem for teen and just women in general of, like, enough is enough. Women can rock. 
suck it, everybody, and especially you, Dave Collier, Uncle Joey. You're you're Uncle a, you're Joey. a real big you're a real big a hole, Uncle yes. Joey. You're yes, a real Richard Cranium for what you did to Alanis. Uh, another artist that makes it twice, Garth Brooks. He has double live and another one. Journey's greatest hits makes it. Yeah. Appetite for Destruction is on there from Guns N' Roses. Legend. There's a lot of like yeah. greatest hits. Legend, Bob Marley. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Greatest hits by Elton John. Another one. Saturday you, Night Fever. Disco was huge, man. Disco was huge. Disco is huge for that small part of time. Let's, I'm glad I don't. Uh, it's not anymore, but that also is on there. And here's kind of the biggest outlier uh, as we look. Uh, born in the USA born by Bruce Springsteen. But the biggest outlier on this list, Sands, like Shania Twain, and some of the other ones. Hootie and the Blowfish's cracked rear view. Hootie and the what? Hootie and the what fish? Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> they, as of May 21st, 2018, Cracked rear view by Hootie and the Blowfish, 21 times platinum. Jeez. 21 million copies of old Hootie sold. So there you go. Right. You can check out uh, the list for yourself online. Of the, and I, like I said, I was shocked it's only 29 albums ever yeah. sold 15 million copies. And monopolized by some bands appearing more than once. Yeah. Like the freaking Eagles. Yeah. Oh, but it's their harmonies. No. 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 <laughs> you can take that peaceful, easy feeling and shove it. It's a fine radio station. Situation in Springfield, Illinois. The Mike and Molson show will have you laughing at Yes, it will, Shirley. Uh, back to a simpler time. Throw back. Oh it is God. It is the Springfield Afternoon News. I am Mike Windmacher. I'm Kevin Hart. And I'm, I'm, I'm the Mike of which Shirley Cranston sung about in that particular ditty that uh, we, uh, myself and Johnny Molson, when we did the uh, Mike and Molson show daily here on the radio, yeah. now we're too good for radio. Check out the Too Good for Radio podcast, by the way. Another shameless plug Please. there. New, new episodes drop every Friday. And if you ever want to hear us swear... You can hear that in a couple of the podcasts. We've had 17 episodes thus far, uh, and so if you want to catch up on all of them, new episodes drop every Friday wherever you find your podcasts. That's the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast once again. Those those albums, plugs. those albums that have, oh, they've sold, you know, 15 million, whatever. You've heard all those before. Listen to the Mike and Molson podcast, oh, which you haven't heard before. Thank you very much, Kev, for yes. that shameless plug. You better believe it. And speaking of me and you, Kev, hosting here, we also have a podcast. As well, I'm just going to keep ringing the spell. Hector Salamanca is with us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have a the Pop Culture Workshop podcast, and it yeah. basically talks about all things, obviously, pop culture in yeah. the world of television, movies, what to look forward to, what's coming out. And so last week, San Diego Comic, and I don't think people realize just how big Comic Con has become, right? Yeah. Comic-Con started very small, but the San Diego... And there's Comic-Cons around the country, right? They make stops around the country. But San Diego Comic-Con is the Comic-Con. big one. Here comes big one. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so 
all the big studios try to find a way to make a big splash while at Comic-Con, okay? Hall H is the hall that everybody makes their big presentations. Yeah. And this year was no different. Do you want to roll the dice take a phone call? Oh, let's Before take we a phone. Let's, let's 217-629-7970. Hi, hi, you're on WMAY. What's going on, gentlemen? Not much. How are you? I'm well. Hey, uh, quick question. Jim's still on, right? He's just off tonight? Yes, he's just off tonight. Yeah, yeah. You won't have to put him up, up with us much longer. Uh, hopefully he's back no, no, tomorrow. Jim's off every night, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that being said, anyways, uh, thought I heard your voice, Mike. I thought, well, hell, who knows? Maybe they move things around again. No, just uh, just a fill-in, but uh, you, if you like what you hear, uh, we can find us online. Like yes. I said, the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. 217-6297. It's always good to hear the old the old listeners. Yeah. Uh, but Comic-Con is, uh, is a huge thing. So the, the two big Hall H presentations were going to be on Saturday. Comic-Con ran from Thursday, kind of started in earnest, through Sunday. There were some more streaming-centered presentations in Hall H on Friday. You had the Dungeons & Dragons new movie. They're trying to jumpstart that franchise yeah. again. Uh, an interesting perspective I had with uh, Eric Davis. I talked to him from Fandango.com. If you remember Mike and Molson, we used to talk to him all the time. I still do every week podcast that. You can find that online as well. Uh, and you can find it during Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment. 8 a.m. on Saturdays. And he made an interesting point about the Dungeons and Dra uh, da Dragons upcoming movie. It is, it is through Paramount, yeah. right? But Dungeons and Dragons is getting increased interest because of Stranger Things from Netflix. So how does Paramount take that and try to weave that into the promotion? Because it's going to be imperative for them to hit those younger kids who are fans of Stranger Things yeah. to get them then to move in to go to their movie. Maybe the, the trailer for uh, the Dungeons & Dragons movie will be like, wow, these things we're seeing in our campaign sure are strange and unusual. So, I mean, they're not going to do that. but like. yeah, So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they weave that in and out and how when that movie finally comes out, the Dungeons & Dragons one, I think it comes out next year at some yeah. point, if you're going to see a bunch of kids with Hellfire Club shirts Maybe. going to see it, you never know. You never know. So, and, you know, there's there's so much you can do with Dungeons and Dragons. There is. There is. It's, I mean, um, limitless possibilities. So that was on Thursday, and then we had some of the streaming services, and we'll get to that. But the big day was Saturday, and you had Warner Brothers, who have the DC Universe, which has been a mess for a very long time. Yeah. And so at CinemaCon... Earlier in Las Vegas, that's just for cinema owners and stuff. It's not as a big an event. Warner Brothers had shown some footage of the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Okay. Which is supposed to reset. It's gonna. It's basically the Warner Brothers version of the multiverse. They did not even mention that in their presentation at Ooh. Hall H. They went Black Adam, which yeah. is the Rock's anti-hero movie. And he made an amazing And he entrance. made an amazing entrance, dresses Black Adam, lightning strike and everything. It's The Rock, man. Oh, he's yeah, always going to go over it. the top. Yeah. So they talked about that, and then they talked about... So that's coming out in October. Then they talked about Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which is a, a lighter fare within the DC universe, and that's coming out around Christmas. Yeah. That was it. They did not talk any further projects. They did not show any of Flashpoint. They didn't mention the new Aquaman movie. Oh, the Snyderverse coming back? They did not mention <laughs> they kidding. did not mention that as well. No. 
And it could be, and I talked to Eric Davis about this, because the fact with the Flashpoint, Ezra Miller is just God, an absolute mess. You, uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering if they're re-editing the movie so Ezra's in as little of it as possible, or they kill him at the end and they're like, we have a new Flash, and it's the guy from the CW show. Yeah, Greg Austin does a fantastic yeah, job I, as a Flash I mean, on the CW show. I mean, is it ain't looking any better for Ezra. And the problem with Aquaman 2 is Amber Heard and the yeah. Amber Heard-Johnny Depp stuff. So. They don't want to Warner Brothers went, we're just going to narrow our focus. We're just going to focus on the now and hope that the noise surrounding the other two big projects we have coming out goes away and we can kind of wow people later on down the road. If they really wanted to make money on hate watching, they could put Ezra Miller and Amber Heard in a movie together. Oh, God, yeah. And that would be... <laughs> so, that was, so that was underwhelming Saturday morning. Yeah. Then Marvel came in Saturday evening on Hall H. And what have we heard? If you're a Marvel fan, or even if you're not a Marvel fan, tertiary, you've been hearing, a lot of people just have not been into this this particular phase of Marvel, on phase four. Like, you had the Infinity Saga that happened. Endgame was huge, biggest movie. It still gives me goosebumps thinking about, you know, I'm Trying a big... Trying to recapture that is And, and it's difficult to do. So a lot of people are questioning, you know, you hear all the write-ups because we, lo we love to see... An underdog, and I don't want to say Marvel was an underdog, but the rising of, of Marvel came out of nowhere, I mean, right? It was a great superhero story. movies were like a niche for a long time, right? And so we like to see that, but immediately when you hit a certain amount of success, our society and our media loves to tear you down oh, as soon as they can. Yeah. Like so, every misstep, the Eternals was not great. So every misstep was like uh, superhero overload, blah 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 blah, whatever it may be. All these negative pieces, and Marvel realized that, and so Marvel came out Saturday night. And Kevin Feige just mic dropped everybody. They were like, okay, phase four is going to end with Wakanda forever, which the trailer mm, just hits you in the God. feels because of what happened to Chadwick Boseman. Get your tissues ready when you see that. Right. And then they're like, okay, so that's going to end phase four. By the way, here's pretty much the entirety of phase five. And, oh, here's a little bit of phase six. So they gave you everything between now and 2025. They announced two Avengers movies coming out in 2025, Avengers Kang Dynasty, which means that's going to be your big baddie, uh, and also uh, Avengers Secret War. That's going to be coming out. So that's going to end phase six, which ends up ends the multiverse saga. Yeah. And so they base and Feige said going forward, that's going to be the way they are. Whereas in the first how many movies of Marvel, they sprinkled in Avengers movies within the phases. From now on going forward, it's going to be like the Infinity Saga where you're going to end the particular saga, that particular how many phases make it up with the Avenger movies. Mm. And so though that was the announcement. And it was just kind of like they just they just put the Trump, the Trump card down, pardon the pun, and just like, okay, this is how we do things now. Yeah. And then they kind of explained a way to some of the Marvel fans that phase four was all about introductions. We yeah. we have because these characters that you knew and loved with Endgame, some of those are, actors aren't coming back. You're not going to see Chris Evans. You're not going to see. So we had to introduce you to a whole new group that you're now going to be invested in going forward. So now that you know where we're headed, come along in this journey with us. Yeah, uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot there. Yeah, it, brilliance, I mean, right? Yeah, Marvel knows what they're doing. And they, and they do it so well. They're just a fine-oiled machine. Uh, the biggest thing for me to come out of it was 
when all that announcement, you're going to get Fantastic Four finally in the hands of Marvel, so you're yeah. not going to get another crappy Fantastic not, Four movie. Get the like Silver so. Surfer, or the, oh, the recent one was really bad. But there is the multiverse, and part of me wants to see... Part of me wants to see Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan both come back as a human torch in a multiverse Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And also still play their other ones, Killmonger and Captain America. But that's just me. I'm I'm super nerdy about all of this. The other thing was that uh, Daredevil is going to come back. Daredevil was very successful on Netflix. Those have now been assimilated into the MCU uh, owned by Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Daredevil's now going to get an 18-episode series. A lot of these Marvel series have only been six episodes. Yeah. Daredevil Born Again is going to get 18 like episodes. Three seasons. That's before, like yeah. a full-on network television series. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see how all that plays out as yeah. well. You got She-Hulk. She-Hulk comes out August 17th. So Speaking we'll of talk Daredevil, because these the kinda, Daredevil shows he's up and teased in it. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And then for those who are kind of tired of the of the superhero stuff, there's a Lord of the Rings prequel. Series coming to Amazon Prime, and yeah. they put a bunch of bank into that. Oh, that. It looks amazing. And then there's a Game of Thrones prequel mm. series also coming out. I will end with that because we will end the show with something pertaining to Game of Thrones that happened at a shooting location over in Croatia. 